This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. There's a lady who's sure all that's scary is bad, but she's finding a gateway to horror. When she listens, she'll know of some movies to show. Bacon Cell helps her get what she came for. Ooh, and she's finding a gateway to horror. Freebird! Freebird! I was holding my little you did candle up for candle you there. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. What in the world? <laughs> I wanted to be opposite Joel. And it's Halloween season at Bacon Cell. The best time of the year. It's this. Yeah, I was going to sing a song just then, but it was a Christmas You don't know. Song, it's not so. the most wonderful. It's the scariest, it's the time, scariest of the time of the year. year. You guys don't like this time of year, do you? Not at all. We dedicate four shows because we're like, oh, let's just get rid of all these scary you ideas. You guys didn't turn have. off the lights and then light a candle for this episode, did you? <laughs> you yeah, made me did. light the candle. <laughs> no, we just... We, we just, needed some light in here, Kent. <laughs> we just like, let's let's go to Halloween mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to Bake Itself before, uh, we actually dedicate the entire month of October to things spooky, things Halloween related, like candy we did one time yeah. stuff like that like it's a loose adaptation of halloween but it's all kind of horror the candy halloween episode themed. that was a good one i like that it was a fun good one. one yeah don't say it's a good one you weren't here you what? weren't you weren't here that was dan, dan oh, we had that. a guest host. maybe that's yeah. why i liked it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we would like to speaking of guests we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show our pumpkin spice show yeah with our Lindsay. stomachs are kind of recovering from that now yeah we don't want to go too much into that, nope. but you thank you, Nerdy our, Blackbird, for that for your help on nerdy that one. Blackbird, nerdy, 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 nerdy Blackbird. You were, you were very basic, but you were a great guest. Speaking yeah, of basic, basic. Uh, we got some comments from uh, some people who said... Uh, basic people? Well, Elisha B. Rhodes on Twitter said, Monday's episode was right up my basic alley. Mm. Have you? But have you tried the pumpkin strudel muffins from Costco or pumpkin ravioli from Trader Joe's or what? pumpkin log rolls or pumpkin chocolate chip bread from Great Harvest? And I was like, wow. I'm intrigued by you a know, few of those, especially that, the first two. That last one sounded okay, but the pumpkin log rolls no that, that doesn't weird. sound great although Not it's probably what was the first one uh that was uh, pumpkin strudel muffins from costco okay i'm into that and pumpkin, pumpkin ravioli. ravioli that intrigues i'm me. intrigued by both of those yeah also we got a comment from mcat in utah that's a that's at mcat 7777 mm-hmm. on twitter and she said you know what i really enjoyed the fact that you made sure we understood the caloric intake of each thing i for one totally appreciated it did we or do we just say i feel fat now no we talked about the calories and like the cookies i mean it was like okay for the, for the jojos it was like 75 calories per cookie or something and like apparently that. not really worth it no yeah no but it was but, a great show really fun show it was we had a fun if you like basic it. shows yeah no yeah. but that thing is I, I think it we it was fun to try something and talk about something we don't normally talk about yes but uh, we do have some information to provide. We have some winners and we have some new patrons we as well. Do. So first of all, let's start off with some new patrons. First of all, we have Scott and Kristen Foster. Uh, they are uh, tier two patrons now. So awesome. Scott and Kristen. Welcome, Scott thank and Kristen. Thank you. And then we have Braden Winterton. He's a tier one patron. Oh, Braden. Oh, cool. Uh, and so he gets a lot of perks along with that. If you haven't checked out patreon.com slash bacon go there and find out all the perks that come with patronage. Yes. You get some extra content as we do these bacon bits, as we call them. You get uh, merch. You get shout outs. You get crazy, amazing, high resolution wallpapers. Uh-huh. Right, Kent? Uh-huh. And uncut shows. <laughs> and uncut shows. Yeah. Video reviews. It's all a bunch of extra stuff that you get. Yes. Uh, but and if, wait, you're, wait, wait. if you're on the upper tier, then you get to come on the show, which uh, you've seen a lot. Did they month. reach the uh, uh, October? Did they or did they get in before September? 
They did. Okay, good. So both of them get to torture, torture Jake. Yes. Torture Jake. We had a, a I saw promo some requests going. come in. I have to reply to those. We had a promo going where if you were a patron last month, we did a rent. Uh, no, yeah. If you were a patron and became a patron last month, we gave you opportunity to torture Jake, which to give him something weird to eat or something weird to watch. He then has to review it on Patreon. I think it's only been a movie so far based on the request. Yes, it has. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. I know mm-hmm. that uh, David Stewart recommended a movie. Uh, and then we talked about last week, the patron uh, wanted to recommend a movie, Pure Country 2. I remember that one. Yep, yep. yep. So we're getting these, uh, these reviews in. So watch for that on Patreon. Jacob, uh, in the next week or so. I'll get it started in the next in the next week. Okay. Yep. We'll get those reviews out during October. We're so sorry. And on top of that, in addition to the torture Jake uh, benefit of signing up in September, we also had a contest where we did a drawing of all our patrons. And on October first, we did the drawing for for a scary date night with bacon sales. You better believe that's going in. You better put it. Yeah, it's, we it's, left it's, the pause. It's October. That. Now it's October. Uh, yeah. And we have a winner. <laughs> We drew, and the random winner is, drumroll please, Kelsey Watts. Kelsey Watts. Kelsey Watts. She is a Tier 3 fan on Patreon. Only on Patreon. I'm not calling her a Tier 3 fan. Because now we'll have to meet her in person. Yeah. Sure. So, Kelsey, you get to bring a guest, and you get to go with us to a, a spook alley, a haunted house, and then we're gonna we're we'll gonna grab a bite too. to eat. It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun. Trust us. It'll be fun. It won't be weird at all. And you're gonna be bait because none of us want to get scared at the haunted house. <laughs> Ken, so Ken has been known to run away from people in haunted houses. I cower. So please. I'm a six two guy. That so cowers. congratulations, Kelsey. Uh, we you're look a great forward to some time with you. And uh, there we go. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Gateway horror. Yes, we're gonna tell true life gateway mall stories. <laughs> <laughs> we haunt your dreams. Told this this homeless guy times. chased me across three blocks. That's every day. Banging pans together. Now he uh, has pans now, <laughs> or pants. <laughs> Banging <laughs> pans, pans together. together. <laughs> yeah. The reason we've thought about this show, honestly, for the past three years, is we've got a few naysayers. Yes. We, we started with one in the beginning. And then we have maybe three or four now who are just like, I'm not into Halloween things, which is crazy because if you listen to our show, we, t- we flirt with the horror theme all the time. We're like, we'll save it for October. And then we do. And then it's every single week. And people say, you know, sometimes I just skip your whole month of October. And we're like, Why? which is mean yeah. because the shows are fun and we're passionate about them. So this show is for you. Yes, this is for the people out there. And maybe if you love horror, you can share this episode with some one of your friends that don't like horror. And I think it's, you know, here's the thing. I understand that there are varying levels of horror. Some movies are scarier than others, different feels, different vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some people kind of lump all of horror into one ball and say, which I don't is like really a mistake. Anything. It really yeah. is. Like if you put mm-hmm. honestly, if you're putting like smart classic horror like Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho yeah. in the same boat as Eli Roth's Hostel. Yeah. It's a very Good reference, yes. different yeah. feel of horror. There's some very eloquent horror and then there's Evil Dead 2. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not bashing. Hold on. <laughs> there, this is that, no, Evil that Dead is 2 a is classic. amazing. No, Evil Dead 2 is amazing, but it's not eloquent by What's any What's eloquent? Mean. Like Crimson Peak? Is that what you mean? Uh, That's no. actually pretty beautiful. Yes. But no, that great. is lovely. No, eloquent is, I, I mean, like sharp and precise and He's talking it Hitchcock has gravitas. Okay. And, like you get, you you know? get Sam Raimi's uh, horror is very different from like yes. Hitchcock's suspense. Yeah, the right amount of camp. So yeah. you mean eloquence yeah. versus camp. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's that whole range too. 
And I just feel like some people, when they lump it together, they do themselves a disservice because there is a range of horror movies. Yeah. So uh, Halloween movies. Unfortunately, we don't have Dr. Matt here. I should have just reached out to him to kind of get his take because he could... We've done a show of him talking about why people like horror, right? Yeah. And I want to talk about... Yeah, there are people that like horror, but maybe why they don't. Did so, you say white people like horror? Well, no. Jake. <laughs> oh. I thought that's what you said. Why? Yeah. <laughs> no, He's on cold medicine, everybody. I am. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So yeah. Dr. I, I Matt sh- loves talking about white people, so <laughs> no, it makes no, sense. We're a gap. <laughs> so I do want to read a couple, so different, much to diagnose. a couple different quotes from Glenn Sparks, PhD. He's a professor at Purdue. By the way, I was going to say just real yes. quick, if you go back to episode 28, that's the psychology of fear for bacon sales. Was it 28? That 28. was so early. Wow, that's that 2015. is early. I remember Jeez. we did that show. It was like an hour 45. We're like, this is too long. We, we need to make this a two-parter. This is way too long. Oh, I remember <laughs> thinking it was like, this is going on forever. Yeah. Well, we put now like a like guide a in there. It's like uh, the different times. Like, here's the intro. Here's why people like scary movies. Yeah. So, yeah. You can go back to episode 28. Go listen to that. Yeah. So, this, this guy, Dr. Sparks, he talks. He says, one reason for the appeal of horror is how you feel after the movie. And I think he's talking about... Joel, you and I specifically, and Jake to a slightly lesser extent, because you're mm. newer to horror and you you don't really seek it out, do you? No. And so he says it's the appeal of how we feel after the movie, and it's called the excitation transfer process. And so it's when people watch frightening films, their heart rate, blood pressure, and respiration increases, mm-hmm. and so that's actually like this exhilaration. Yes. And it's so the you roller take coaster that, effect, well, right? It, it, it all totally the suspense and then the it, release. I've called it before. It's the uh, it's the lazy man's roller coaster. Yes, because you don't actually have to go outside and in the fresh air. You mm-hmm. can stay home and have the same basic experience. And, mm. and that's what I do. I'm going to equate a few movies on this list to a roller coaster because let's say if you're regional here, there's a small amusement park called Lagoon, and people may be afraid to go on a ride that, that takes you upside down. It's a big, huge drop. It's called the Cannibal, and it's Pretty scary. It's Even though terrifying. it's a smooth and safe roller coaster. Yeah, it's a legit roller coaster. If it's your the first time you're going on a roller coaster, you will want to die. And you will mm. scream more than anything else. And there's a smaller ro- roller coaster like Bombora. Children can ride it, but it still has some really fun drops. I literally had my three-year-old on Bombora. Yeah. And Which is I, pretty young, honestly. Yeah, that, she, she was young, but she By enjoyed herself? it. No, no, I was sitting next to her. But she enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. It's a fun ride for oh, both that's people. Great. And, and like, I yeah. would say it's a great intro roller coaster, and so I, I think this Puff, is our show here. Well, here's the thing. I think Puff is good for kids. Okay. As in, oh, this is a, I'm just going to look at the reference. Are you talking about... Mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're not sponsored <laughs> no. by Lagoon. I'm just saying, I don't want to get... It's, that's dark. It, well, But what I'm saying is like, that's a kiddie roller coaster. Uh, yeah, that's true. But we're not talking to kids today. No, no, no. That's another show entirely. Yeah, that's a whole other show of like introducing kids to horror. Oh, that'd be an interesting show. I have a whole spreadsheet about that. We'll talk about that. Well, I could talk about it now i guess yeah go ahead so like i actually brought I, i've been working on this for a while because i've found that uh, some this is also related to why people don't like horror i found that some people were thrown into the deep end like they were kids and they were shown something like nightmare on elm street when they were four years old mm-hmm. like me and it scarred them like some oh, okay. people some people have different like kids yes no yeah, i didn't Ken. scar me it well he's dead inside i'm dead inside and that helped that was probably because there's probably a scar from that kent yes but no (laughs) it's like i feel like it's claws i feel like some people have been thrown into the deep end for one reason or another they've been scared they did not like the feeling they had and so they don't like horror Mm -hmm. and so i love horror movies i want to make sure my kids love them as much as i do and enjoy the roller coaster of the horror movie yeah and so i created and we'll talk about this if when we do the kids show down the road but I, i created a spreadsheet of horror movie training for my kids where i have four separate this is a spreadsheet a literal spreadsheet i've created four separate phases 
of introducing my kids to horror and then gradually building up their their tolerance which yeah, is awesome can, which is awesome which has got to be a show it will be and that's it. down the road i think we're going to talk about it but i did that because i feel like these people that didn't like the feelings when they were younger that's one of the reasons they don't so like i'm it. glad you said that because this with the excitation transfer process it's about all about physiology and so if you are stimulated that way mm-hmm. and you it was a movie that increased your heart rate and you have good people around you yeah it's going to make the experience of being with good friends and family even better because you are because you went through some acceleration together. but it actually says a lot of people who don't like horror and they're not saying everybody they're saying maybe they were they had a bad situation or they watch scary movies with maybe someone in a bad relationship mm-hmm. and so they watch a scary movie where they're heightened and it was bad right after the movie and so that's a heightened bad effect yes yeah, and they may never do it again so i'm going to get a little personal here i've talked to a lot of you know i'm dating and so i've talked to a lot of single women and they do not like scary all the movies women? all the single women they don't like scary Put movies your hands up and they said you know what why not before i got or before i had kids and before i got divorced i was fine with scary movies but now i won't watch them and there's, there's a very protective element mm. to this these are the same mm. ones who like true crime podcasts oh my gosh yes <laughs> <laughs> honestly this is our true crime here <laughs> it is because it's safe it is watching something and knowing that you're safe and so it actually it goes into some research and it says men and enjoy scary movies more like it's a blanket statement but you know it says it's actually true statistically speaking it's well true. because if it's statistical then because yeah. men are socialized to be brave and enjoy threatening things and they get social gratification from not letting something scary bother them but here's okay. the other thing like you just brought this up yes because it's it makes them feel brave because yes. the truth is we can be scared and then we know it's going to be all okay and we don't actually have to do anything right so it's like this like test run of like oh, i'm brave in a virtual reality simulation yeah so i feel like a hero so get this and this this was perfect for who i am it says men often like scary films as date movies because women are more likely to seek physical closeness when they're scared true. and men can show off their strength and bravery i'm it's, not i'm not saying this is called the cuddle effect I, I i'm not <laughs> saying true as in that's what's going to happen i'm saying that's what we thought was like oh yeah we'll show them a scary movie that's Honestly, in the first day of conversation, I'm like, do you like scary movies? But I say, do you like well, scary maybe, movies? Like scary maybe they're just saying <laughs> no to you so that they don't have to worry about the cuddle effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably I don't, true. I don't like scary movies. Uh, not really into that. Although, truth be told, the first time I ever like, hung out with my cowering? wife. Are you cowering? The first time I ever hung out with my wife, it was we were watching The Changeling. It okay, was yeah. It was a horror movie. And I was on the other side the of the room. The Changeling brought you together. It did. <laughs> uh, but we were, I was on the other side of the room, so I didn't get a cuddle with her, though. Oh, you then. didn't? Because it also goes on to say that men will like a horror movie more if they saw it with a female who was scared, and females like the movie more if they saw it with a male who wasn't scared. Interesting. Yeah, well, so it's a great tough. compromise. Oh, dang it. I'm doing it wrong with my wife then. Because all the time I'm like, you're scared? oh, crap. Oh, no. Yeah. But it also, <laughs> it's just chill. No, she doesn't like it either. But Uh-oh. like, I know she's I'm, trying to get her ball. I'm trying to like cuddle her, and she's trying to cuddle me. We're scared together. <laughs> <laughs> I would say many of our listener are empathic, right? And highly empathic people don't generally like this kind of tension. It is stimuli they want to cut out of well, like their environment. My entirely. sister, uh, my sister does not like horror movies. And in fact, when I was trying to show uh, my nephew and my nieces, I was trying to show Michael Jackson's thriller. She was kind of like, I don't know about that because she doesn't like the scary feel. Huh. And I, I did, I took some courses in, in school. Uh, I did study film. So this is not just me making this up, but horror movies are a way of preparing you for real world fear. Meaning that you get to experience the the emotions and the physical changes in your body that are associated with fear in a safe environment. Yes. And process the whole thing. And then in real life situations, when you experience fear, you're able to process it quicker and act accordingly. So 
we've ta- we joke about how I'm dead inside. Yes. But I'm desensitized. Joel, are you desensitized as well? If you turn off a scary movie, it ends, and you have to go take out the garbage outside, for example. Oh, haven't you? You rolled out I'm, to the street. How are no, you? I'm a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full on. I'll, I'll, well, he's scared of the stairs too, right? Is that, That's still a fear, right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah. Dark uh, stairs. Yeah. Here's the thing about it is I will... I, I read this book. Oh, uh, Max Brooks, How to Survive a Horror Movie, I think mm-hmm. it's called. And one of the things it talks about is just like incongruencies in horror films, things you never see in horror films. And so sometimes I will sing a song, a goofy song, just to be like, okay, if this is a scary movie, this isn't going to be like this. And I'll, I'll whistle, I'll sing a song. I'll so do you're something. like in the Truman Show and you're trying to offset I'll this talk, slasher. Yeah, exactly. I'll talk yeah. to myself, but I'll well, do that. Aren't those things like juxtaposed in scary movies, though? Don't By the get way, in my head, Joel, Jacob. This is Joel. how I cope. <laughs> the goofy guy always dies second. I'm just letting you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I do. I so I. It's I, like I, you can never combine clowns and horror, right? I'm, I'm not desensitized. <laughs> like I Didn't I tell that story here in Bacon Cell? I'm pretty sure I did. Go well, tell it again. Well, it's the story where I remember as a kid, I'd seen it fairly recently. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was that night, but I the walked, original from nineteen the original nineteen ninety yes. series. Yes, and I went out into the garage and uh, I was by myself and I was throwing away the pizza boxes that we had from whatever. I think we were watching a scary movie, but uh, in the garage I was throwing the pizza boxes and since I was nervous, I was talking to myself. So I'm like, "Who ordered the pepperoni? Ah, who ordered? You the really cheese? do this? Yes, I love this. And uh, <laughs> this is how comedian copes." But then I was like, who ordered the pepperoni? Who ordered the cheese? Then I threw it in the, the, the garbage can. I turn around and I hear, I did, Joey. What? And I turn around and look. And in the window of the garage, there is a clown standing in the window of my garage. <laughs> how are you still alive? And, it was, and how do you have any clean it pants? It was in that moment. It was in that moment I realized. I have I'm, not heard this. It's amazing. I, in that moment, I realized I'm not a screamer. I'm not a yeller. I'm not a runner. I freeze when I get scared. And my knees got weak. And I thought I was going to pass out. Did you and drop? And then all of a sudden the clown like kind of laughed and moved and I saw my friend's shirt. Oh, He got a brand yeah. new freaky. It was a scary clown mask and he got it and he wanted to show it to me and he just happened to be coming by but when, I, when he heard But the timing of that. I know. It's amazing. And so that was when I was like, okay, I know, I know what I do when I get scared. But the truth is that I'm not desensitized. These movies do affect me in the sense of... If I watch a scary movie, I'll watch something happy after yeah. to kind of wash that out and be like, okay, now I can sleep and not have nightmares. Uh, yeah, I, I am the same way. I can watch any movie and not be scared. But then if it's just me and right now I'm living with just me, I do get creeped out. Yeah. Or there'll be times like... So I'll you're come not home, desensitized. I'm desensitized during the movie, but after... I'm a little lesser extent than Joel. <laughs> I won't sing or talk to myself. I don't think you're totally dead inside. That. I, oh, I'm well, kind of. There's but something not. alive in there. I still get a scared little spark, by myself. A little spark of light. <laughs> yeah, but I will walk around the house. Like I remember I used to come home to tell the scary stories. I'd come home and I'd grab like a, a poker from the fireplace mm-hmm. and I'd be like, if there's anyone in this house, come out now or I will stab you. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. See, my stuff, it's always like, I know it's not real. And so I do things to kind of cope with it's not real. You're actually trying to confront something. Yeah, because I want, if, if someone scares me and it's a family member or my friend in a clown mask, <laughs> I will stab them. <laughs> well, and it, so, yeah, it's just, it, it, there are things that, that haunt us all. And I know people don't want to carry that home with them, right? Well, there are people that don't want to feel what they felt during the movie after. And I'm... I, uh, I can drop it often. I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit sure. here 
Because I, I'm not saying this is you, Kent. Mm-hmm. But what drives me nuts is those guys that are just like, oh, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared at all. Yeah. It's like, you were too. You can admit it. Because I am one of the guys that will just fully admit, yeah, I was terrified. I may have wet myself. Can I go home now? <laughs> like, that's that's who I am. But Wait, I'm scared during a movie? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, a lot of, a lot of times people are just afraid to, uh, afraid to say that they're afraid. They're like, oh, I wasn't scared at all by that. Or the worst. The worst is the people that are scared... And so they try to break the mood by saying or doing something stupid and ruining the mood for everyone in the room. Like yes, you're watching, the worst. when you're watching with the whole group, yeah. there's the one guy that's just like, oh man, he got stabbed right through the guts. That yeah. sucks. And then it's or like, they say a stupid pun or something. Yeah. No, I have to show reverence for the horror, honestly. I told my kids, because as I said, I'm doing horror movie training. Yeah. I, I taught them, let the movie happen oh, i yes. think it's okay to have some coping mechanisms though sure but especially with personal kids. but don't ruin it for anyone else but, but no what, what i mean is like they do it before the scare and kind of break the mood right at it so the uh, scare yeah. has no effect well, okay mm-hmm. does this count because i was watching stranger things with some young nephews and they started to get really nervous right and uh and i could tell and uh, they, they were on the fence about watching it anyway and there was like this whole parental decision thing yeah and uh so when something scary happened i, I started using a silly voice i was like oh my demogorgon i'm so scary look at my long nails the worst drift tracks ever you know and uh and so i was like oh my demogorgon blah 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 and i kept doing that sort of thing to help them not be and they relaxed yeah they relaxed but that's more to help the kids exactly exactly well my sister said and they listen to the show so they might even hear this but she said that uh later on they would watch something scary and they started using the silly voice whenever they got a little too tense yeah and uh, so it ended up being a good coping mechanism. Is that the same? Does that ruin well, it? Well, no, because you, you were trying to help them. What I'm saying is the people who are scared, and so they try to cope uh, by that breaking is the different. mood. That is different. And they're trying to break the mood, for, and they break it for them and everyone in the room. I'm like, no, you have to let the movie build. You have to let the tension build. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. No, those people are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, I haven't experienced that in forever. It's that's like yeah. single well, people. I don't, so, I don't watch horror movies in groups anymore, really. And I feel like we're almost talking people out of watching these gateway horror movies because even us as experienced horror watchers, we get scared still. But there's a place to start and there are movies that will guide you, yeah. that will kind of let you feel the thrill and let you put it away. And we're end. not saying, yeah. we're not saying that by watching these movies, you will then like every horror movie no. ever. Because like I have my lines where I'm like, I know what I like and what I don't like. Some horror, so, some horror is just trash. Yeah. And what some, is some horror is not my style either. Yeah. My intention would be that people start with these and they keep going. And obviously they make the right choices but here. find ones they like. Like, take, yes. take the list of what we're going to give you. Watch them. Find the genre that you like, whether it be slasher or whether it be... Uh, which is why we're jumping around a lot in genres on this show, we are. by the way. It's good body which is, horror which we makes talk sense. about. Or It'd be on psychological thrillers. Like, yes. you find what, what you like, like what ride you enjoy. And it basically, it's like going to an amusement park and being like... I don't do spinny rides, basically. I don't do spinny rides because I get sick. I don't like the bat on at Lagoon because it's one of those where you have the harness on the top and I bang my head around it. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. So that's what this is. We're giving you this kind of sampler platter of gateway horror movies. But it like. is fair to say this is a recommendation list. And totally. Yeah. Generally. And also, you know? we're not we're not going to be throwing you in the deep end. These are all movies to kind of You've ease you in the water. at least one third of these. I'd be at surprised least. if you haven't seen or at least heard of every single one I'm going to mention today. Yes. Let's get started. Huh? Okay. Good conversation. So we have... 13. 13. We have 13 total because we have six that I picked, six that Kent picked, and then we came up with one, one pick combined. together. Is that the last one? Yeah, it is. That's, we'll build the awesome. that one. All right. Kent, are you starting? Yeah, I'm going to start us off. So my choice isn't known as a horror movie, but I will say it probably scared more people than any movie on this list. E.T. 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> I just got more scared. That is, people just turned it off because it's not a gateway show anymore. That part in the corn. But interesting that you brought up uh, Steven Spielberg because my choice is Jaws from 1975. Yes. So should I give the synopsis? Do people not know? Big shark chomp chomp. Big shark. That's the prequel to <laughs> Kiss Kiss, kiss Glove Glove. Glove. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Do Call not back. kiss Jaws. <laughs> Inside jokes on bacon sale. And so we all know Jaws. If you haven't seen it, uh, where where were you in your childhood? Well, I think there's actually a lot of people that know it because it's just cultural yes, zeitgeist, yes. but they actually have not watched it. Yes. In fact, we Because have, it's older? Did we make yeah, the of course. millennial uh, Brandon way back we in the did. day? We yeah. made him watch Jaws? Yeah. I remember when I... Because I, I didn't watch it till later. Because I think that might have really been... You really didn't? No, I didn't. It, in the last 10 years, at least, maybe less. Then what were your thoughts? Because... Well, I watched it and I thought, this isn't actually that... I was kind of like waiting for it. And then finally there was a couple of real scenes and I was like, mm. okay, so there's that's this, where it's at. There's many and then scenes the ending in the movie. is very satisfying. Yeah, but there's a scene. I rewatched a couple of clips and there's a scene where, you know, Jaws is in the water and you see the fin, like any Jaws movie, but there's a guy in a very small boat. And so the shark bumps the boat. The guy falls out and you see Jaws sideways. Remember, Bruce the shark could barely even be submerged. Yeah. yeah. But they had the Jaws. The mechanical shark, yeah. The mechanical shark, yeah. Bruce the shark sounds so <laughs> masculine. You see the shark kind of submerged on its side with its mouth open, swimming right towards the guy. And it's a moment of sheer terror. Now, why are you dropping yeah. people, if you'll pardon the pun, in the deep end Yeah, here? there you go. Because this movie, this movie is one of the horror movies that has affected my entire life because... My perception of what a shark is and what a shark does is based off this movie. Yeah. Can because, I answer part of that? Yeah. I think it's because it's a chill movie, actually. It's not it's not all scares. It's Remember not the part all... when the blood is pouring out of that character's mouth and he's getting chomped in half. Remember that See, part? But this but movie not, is this there is movie, no chill. This movie is slow. Like it's not it, it doesn't know it's in a horror genre. It's just a drama yeah. that, about a shark. And I'm, I'm willing to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're willing to watch good film. Because it's effective. And this is one of the best versions of a creature. This is the best creature feature well, movie. People tend to forget because they focus so much on the shark that there is character development. Like yes. there's a scene yeah. with uh, Sheriff Brody and his son mm -hmm. where they're just kind of mimicking each other. And it's this cute little moment where you're like, wow, I really care about these people. Yeah. And then uh, Quinn as the Quint, the, yeah. Quint, thank you. As the as the old shark hunter. Yeah. Like you when he tells his story in the boat. Horrifying. It's horrifying, yeah. but there's nothing happening it's with the shark. It's just a story. Yeah. But it's a scary story about a monster. A demon of the ocean, essentially. And so I do feel that this is an essential film anyways, and so why not kill two swimmers with one bite? <laughs> See what I you did there? You wrote that down, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and also the fear of sharks, it's a real thing, but you feel safe because you're watching this movie from your couch where people are on a beach where they're not going to get eaten by a shark mm -hmm. unless they're in the water. So you are so far removed from the actual scares here. And, and but then only make you want to go in the water again. Yeah, well, that's what it did for everyone. It's, yeah. It ruined sharks for people for, well, forever. Marine honestly. biologists hate this. Movie. Also, shark really attacks do. might do that. Oh, real shark attacks? Yeah, yeah. Which but are so rare, though, right? Are yeah. they? They, they don't seem yes. that rare. They oh, are. Yeah. There's one on Twitter like every other day. Come on. No, that's the Who thing. Who do you like, what, what Twitter account are you following? Shark attacks, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, did you see one? There was one a couple of weeks ago. It was a guy was out surfing, and there was a, a drone camera up above, like just getting some footage. Oh, no, I don't even want to hear this. And he saw the shark, and you can see it. There's great footage of this going toward the surfer. So the drone like swoops down, and he uses... Uh, a speaker on the drone to say there's a shark you need to leave unbelievable yeah the it actually 2018 worked. worldwide total of 66 confirmed 
unprovoked cases was lower than the most recent five year. So there were five fatal attacks in that year. That's it. Yeah. How many total? 266? 66 confirmed unprovoked attacks. Unprovoked? What? I mean, are we not counting provoked well, attacks? Well, we're not counting the ones where the, they go out and like poke the shark. You know, I think they, they should. They throw <laughs> bloody fish parts around and then they go and swim around. Unprovoked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five, it says five fatal attacks this year, four of which were confirmed to be unprovoked. But this is something that it's the total package with with light scares because the score is phenomenal. Be oh, in any score. body of water and think about the yeah, score yeah, yeah, and yeah, stay yeah. in the water. Like I dare you. But it's so rare that a shark attack is going to happen that this movie, you won't be running up the stairs at night thinking that a shark is behind you uh, unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> a shark has been in my bathtub in my dreams so many yeah. times. I used to think a shark was in my closet. My brother told me there's a shark in your closet. Can and I believed him. Land shark. Yeah. So Jaws would be my first part. All right. That seems a little intense. Well, because here's the thing with my list, I actually went. I think it's uh, a good I, gateway. I started like uh, softballing early, like mm-hmm. I kind of build an intensity here because okay, I, want, I, I wanted that. to wade them in here. Yeah, and in fact, the first one here, not a horror movie. Okay, it's a straight up comedy. It's 1985 Clue. Oh, great! Yes. So this one, well, wow, uh, that, that's very oh yeah gentle. But if you think about it, because here's the thing: that even horror at all? I even like I I like murder I, mystery definitely. Well, applies. I assume that many people knew about Clue, but I found out just recently some people have never played Clue in their life. Adults around our age has never played Clue in their life, and so I was like, what? But if you, in case you didn't know, lucky devils. Here's a synopsis: Six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile I'm up. I'm Tim Curry. Blah blah blah. So this uh, Jacob's getting scared. Or he's <laughs> you are getting scared. scared. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm so, glad you guys got. But that. tell me, this doesn't sound like a horror movie to you? These six strangers brought together, stormy trapped night. in a mansion together, getting killed off one by one on a stormy night. Mm-hmm. Like that is kind of gateway horror stuff, where you're like. Oh, this is the pieces of horror, but it's a much safer well, environment. And there's so much mayhem in this movie yes. that the comedy helps alleviate that. It, although you do feel the panic and mayhem. Yes, and this, this stars uh, Tim Curry, uh, Madeline Kahn, Christopher yeah. Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mull, Leslie Warren, and Elizabeth Brennan, who, great ensemble cast. Yeah. Everyone in there just has their moment. And it's this was funny because this didn't make its money back at the box office. It had a budget of $15 million. It only made 14.6, But it became this cult classic after because people discovered it and realized how awesome it was. You know they're considering rebooting it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Surprised they haven't already. Ryan Reynolds. I don't like it. Uh, that makes sense. Now this one, it, it. It, um, I have some uh, notes here on the content, meaning the horror content mm-hmm. here. And there's very little horror, some innuendo, but that's not horror. But yeah. yeah. It's the 80s. But this is definitely, so- this is a softball horror because it's a comedy. You're going to laugh. You're going to enjoy it. The word plays great. Madeline Kahn is amazing in mm-hmm. this movie as Mrs. White. And it's a great early October movie as well. Yeah, like this is like what, if it's a stormy night outside, put clue on your exactly. you have a great time. This is like the lead in to Halloween. Like I could show this to my I am going to show this to my kids this year mm-hmm. and they're going I think they're really going to enjoy it because I think it's a fun movie. I lo- one of the things I love about this movie if you don't know, uh, it originally was released in theaters with three different endings. So each theater got a different oh, ending. That's funny. So people be talking about movie that's like, clever. Oh, can you believe it was so and so and they're like, "What? No, it was so and so because they saw a different movie." If you watch it on I DVD, you're going to see all three endings consecutively where it's like, this could have happened, this could have happened, but here's what really happened. But they do have a definitive third ending. Yes, they say okay. this is what really happened at the end there, which I enjoyed the, the ending, but like apparently some critics hated it. And uh, you know, Gene Siskel, remember him? Yeah. He said that it was a gimmick that would distract audiences from the film and quote, 
Clue is a movie that needed three different middles rather than three different endings. Burn. Hmm. I think he was mad because he felt it was an unoriginal idea based off of a board game. <laughs> Much and like we judge movies based on their which ages is funny as well. Like you think about it today, we're Early like, oh, they're, they're basing a movie off of this or basing Battleship. That. But yeah. they did Clue way back when, and it worked. It did work. So yeah. 80s great. It's a comedy. It's it's funny. It's going to kind of give you a feel of horror without actually dropping you in the bucket. I mean, there's yeah. suspense for sure, there right? Is. But yeah. I don't know about horror, and murder. but it, it's the murder mystery. I think yeah, it murder totally mystery. applies. Okay, all right, yeah. Kent, what's next? So I'm going to go with one from last year. We, we jump across the decades here, but one from last year, A Quiet Place. In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. Now, Kent. Yes. My He's, wife, who I love and adore, has said this was one of the most stressful films she's ever seen. Yeah, so she watched it the right way in silence. No one else ruined it for no, her. No, Jacob thankfully. was actually in the back going, Oh, I'm, I'm John Krasinski. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Turn on the subtitles. No, no. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. I'll kill you as soon as I hear you. Aren't you scared of my big open face? So many quotes. <laughs> uh, but, okay, can but, I ask where she watched it? Was it at home or at a she theater? And, she and I watched it together alone, and it was quiet enough because mm-hmm. uh, our kids were asleep. But I was going to follow up that up with, she said this was one of the most stressful films she's ever seen, but she loved it. This doesn't feel gateway. Kind of like Joel was saying last time. This is kind of an intense movie. Intense for why, though? Because it really is a science fiction movie. If, if this was about, if this was monsters or if this mm-hmm. was something demonic, I think it wouldn't be gateway. But because it's literally aliens who hear everything. So aliens are less scary. Way less scary. Are they aliens or were they here first? Oh, what? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Conspiracy videos. The, the sequel's coming out. Yes. Or are they uh, but I was going to say this, Ken. If you can handle the stress of This Is Us on NBC, <laughs> you can handle the stress of What's, A Quiet Place. How are these related? Because it's a family drama. Like, granted, it's... it's are alco- there aliens in This al- Is Us? It's alcoholism in Killing This Is Us tearing the family apart. Whereas okay. in this, it's aliens. Okay. Same story. So here's why I do believe it's Gateway. Because this is not a scary movie, but it's what? tense. It's not scary. The first half of the movie... Are cheap jump scares. Well, they knock a lantern over. Hey, and novices, you do get scared for the characters. That's scary. That's a scary that? movie. If you're a novice, that's what's scary. Well, that's the thing. But it's a good intro to how jump scares are going to treat you, mm-hmm. right? I, because you, like the, the whole where she's in like the water inside and you know babies. It's pretty intense. Yeah, and that's the second half. Second half will get intense. Yeah, but you'll also see the monster at that point, and you may get less scared when that happens because it's often what you don't see and this movie does show too much this is a great which maybe takes it down but i do feel that you're going to get it's a really good movie it, this roller coaster is going to give you adrenaline like an adrenaline rush it will make you want to stay quiet and it will have such a great payoff as well which is what i think is necessary for most not all my choices but most of these gateway movies um, and then also it gives you the feeling of claustrophobia. So it, it will open you up to another genre of horror as well. And it threatens without feeling like this will ever happen to you. Because once again, like Jaws, there probably will never be aliens that hear everything. I think you live maybe on a aliens are a little yeah. less likely than a shark attack. But, you know, maybe, maybe we don't only know. 60, 60 year. Area 51, apparently. <laughs> actually, alien attacks or abductions are probably alien, more alien prominent. Yeah, actually, I think those are probably we more just don't likely. We about those. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like Quiet Place, when I saw this, I said, this is finally a movie. Because I knew a couple of people at the time that were afraid of everything. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is a movie. I could take them. And they'll fight it at first. But when they see it, kind of like your wife, they'll say, you know what? That scared me, but I'm glad I saw it because it was good. Also, content-wise, very little, yes. no gore, very little blood. 
and no, there's there's a scene. Oh yeah, but there's yeah. But, okay yeah, there's a scene which is intense. Yes, but also it's a PG thirteen horror. It's pretty easy accessible for most adults. Yes, because once again we are not talking to children. We're not saying show your children no no a no quiet place. Yeah, we're saying this this show is for adults who don't like horror movies. Yes. Here's some ones that might it's help It's a dynamic sci-fi thriller, and I feel like it's a great place to start. Good choice. All right, Joel. Uh, I am going uh, Joel on this one and throwing back to uh, a simpler time. 1931. Whoa. Dracula. Oh, there we go. So Dracula... <laughs> I'll read the synopsis. The ancient vampire Count Dracula arrives in England and begins to prey upon the virtuous young Mina. And this one was uh, directed by Todd Browning, who did the other one, Freaks, which is not a gateway horror movie. No, That's don't definitely see it. down the road. And Iron Man, 1931's Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really take off, did it? Uh, no, no. It's about a boxer. Uh, but this one, this one is is short and easily. Di- it's like 80, 85 minutes. This is you know a shorter movie. This is one where you know the story. Anyone who has any sort of association, you know the Dracula story basically. Yeah, yes. But to see it played out. It's mostly just, I mean, it's a G-rated movie, pretty much. It's mostly creepy. There's no blood, no real biting. Like, kind of, you kind of get the idea of biting. There's no actual biting. Only the idea of biting is present in this movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, but and it sets up rules for vampires as well, which you need to see for future horror films. But, like, it's got the gothic castle. It's got uh, this feel of a horror movie without being too scary. Like, yes. It's kind of the ambiance you expect in a Halloween setting, but not a lot of scares. Now, there are some creepy moments, like Renfield in particular mm-hmm. does a very good job. The actor who plays Renfield, he's very, very creepy at parts, but never too much. This is definitely one that you can easily watch and enjoy with a wide group of people, and probably no one's going to get scared, but everyone's going to get in the Halloween spirit. Renfield, is that the patient in the yeah. asylum? Yeah. yeah. And it's also for film education. I would say most of these we're going to mention are They're great very, films, very true. but this is something you just need to have in... in behind you this is something you need to watch to continue with the genre exactly well and this one's funny too because bram stoker wrote his novel mm-hmm. dracula and then they wanted to make a movie out of it but they weren't going to give the rights so then they made nosferatu which is a direct ripoff of dracula so scarier much, though it's it's creepy well the, the imagery is creepy yes because uh, the max and being a silent film is always kind of yeah. eerie and i didn't put nosferatu on here because i don't feel like silent movies are gateway. as accessible yeah. to people mm-hmm. Uh, but Dracula is just classic horror, straightforward. Now, Joel, Although they did create a silent version of Dracula because some movie theaters at the time still didn't have sound. Oh, really? So they had to create a silent version oh, funny. at the same time. Now, do you feel like this is accessible today, though? Are people going to be entertained or are they going to be bored watching 1931 Dracula? Well, the problem with horror movies is it really is the group of people you're watching it with. Because you can watch, for example, Blair Witch Project, which mm-hmm. is not a gateway horror movie. That's definitely more. Nope. That's like phase four stuff or phase three. Uh, but this is, it's one where I've watched it in groups and people were terrified because they were all paying attention and having fun. Yeah. And I've watched it in a group where people are loud and talking the whole time and no one gets scared. Any black and white movie is going to need some, oh, hey, don't watch movies with people blah, that blah, aren't blah, going blah. to respect the movie, honestly. Blah, 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 Dracula, it's got a song, blah, blah. Like children of the night, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Mina, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Let me in, please. But <laughs> but no, this really is what like, be Dracula. <laughs> like sit down, let the movie wash over you and enjoy the fact that this movie was made over 80, like about 80 years ago, yeah. if I'm doing my math right in my head in a moment on the spot. Lots of math. 90. 90? Well, 30. What? Right? Is that 31. What 1931 <laughs> okay. to 2019. Guys. <laughs> almost 80. Almost 90. Math uh, on bacon sale. <laughs> Three of us math together. Math than Dracula. <laughs> uh, but this is one where it's funny because this was this was early horror for, for audiences. Yeah. Like American audiences were really not prepared for this kind. Well, they, they hadn't been prepared for this kind of movie. There were some 
kind of horror movies before, but this was the straightforward, no comic relief and no, like a lot of movies back then didn't, they, they kind of explained away the supernatural. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't a ghost. It was this person. Yeah. This one's like, no, he's a vampire. This is what he does. Yeah. It's awful. In fact, they had a whole thing where uh, at the end, I think they had a narrator come in and say, vampires are real. And the production code's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you can't say that. We don't want to endorse it's the because all the, the producers were actual vampires. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't tell them the truth. <laughs> That's thinking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 1931 Dracula. Give it a shot. Give it a watch. Let the movie wash over you. Enjoy it for what it is. And I think you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And not be too scared. Great choice. All right. Mine is from 1968. It is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Kent. That's Kent. not really a gateway. Yes, it is. Kent. <laughs> I feel like you are the parent who throws the child in the pool and says, you're going to learn to swim the hard way. <laughs> Splash. Kind of J- Jaws is in the water. Yeah. This, But this isn't for kids. These are for adults that I respect. Mm. They can't just go on the merry-go-round or the carousel again and again. They have to go on a roller coaster. I don't see where you're wrong. going with this. I see. Yes. Don't get me wrong, Kim. And I'd... so they have to feel the thrill and then say, you know what? I was scared before I went in, d- scared during, but I want to do that again. But here's the thing, Ken. Yes. And by and the way, my list is only getting scarier, so I'm just letting you know I now. just telling you. It's like the AP course over there for Gateway Horror. But uh, I feel like this movie, and yes, it is slow. Actually, my senior capstone project was uh, partially on Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And uh, I agree that most of the movie is this slow burn, not too scary. But there is a dread there that just haunts me. Well, And then there's the spade scene that terrifies There's one very scary scene. But the dread is, is the right kind of dread. And truthfully... You don't see zombies for most of the well, time. Well, I think it's really the ending that gives that movie its punch. Well, that and that's the there's, whole thing. There's honestly so thing, much. Yeah. I will say the thing that is my favorite part about the movie is how people deal stuck in a small situation in a crisis. Yeah. And that's what I feel this movie is about. And some people panic. Some people try to bring everyone together. And some people, well, most people will end up getting themselves killed because they try to be uh, the wrong kind of leader or run away from the group. And it sets up tropes that are going on continually Still. from an educational standpoint yes this is a must this, watch this is zombie 101 this created zombies so what they did yeah. they're like let's make zombies cannibals because yeah. that sounds scary and they created the lore from that point on yes and so I mean, we, we actually had a whole discussion about uh, episode 27 podcast of the yes. dead of bacon so we have a whole discussion about this movie in particular yeah. it's amazing and before watching this movie i'd say look there is cannibalism here zombies do eat people but i'd say it's actually ham and chocolate syrup which sounds awful it's, from an acting standpoint no those poor zombies <laughs> like you have to chomp on this yes but there's so much here that like it's not scary for a long time and then there's one scene of like the daughter and it's so scary yes but it is such an effective movie that i do believe everyone needs to see and if you're going to watch uh, shows like The Walking Dead, which honestly, people have probably seen before this movie, yeah. that's the wrong direction. Start mm-hmm. here and then go, because we're going to lead into another movie a little bit later in this show yes. that I feel like you need to have seen this movie well before that one. Probably. Yes. So my number four is, uh, I found, by the way, and you're going to see a theme with most <laughs> of these, is that uh, I think horror comedy really is kind of the good gateway to get people to like horror movies. Like that's kind of the stepping stone of like, oh, you like this horror comedy. Let's take away a little more comedy. Take away a little more. Take away a little more. And soon you're like, oh. So before so you give the movie, I do want to, I, I, to- I do agree, but don't you feel like a horror comedy only works if they know the original horror element? Not necessarily. Because you think of like, you know, Clue, for example. It's comedy. But should you a little bit of horror. And now the tables are starting to shift the other way. Okay. Where it's like kind of the ratios. Spreading. All right. What's this very gentle movie you're about to tell us? Beetlejuice. Oh, 
Because Beetlejuice... Oh, I've said it twice. Beetlejuice. Ah! Uh, this is a, a 1988 <laughs> comedy... Go away, Michael Keaton. ...directed by Tim Burton. And if you if you don't know much about Beetlejuice, go back and listen to episode 77 of Bacon Cell, From Pee Wee to Peregrine, Tearing Tim Burton. Oh, my gosh. That, that was, title. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this stars Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Michael Keaton, Catherine O'Hara, Jeffrey Jones, and Winona Ryder. And you just want any excuse to talk about Beetlejuice. I do. Beetlejuice. Because I really, like, this is one of my dad's favorite movies, and I kind of get it now, because it's this weird, quirky comedy about being bored in the afterlife, mm-hmm. essentially. But there are definitely some horror elements here. There is a, there's a literal haunting of a house where these people are trying to learn how to become ghosts. And then there's an afterlife where you get to see all these people who are horribly killed and you can see how they were killed. But it's all very safe and it's not, there's some scary parts near the end, which yeah. is why this is a little more, little more down the road because there's some intense parts. Even sandworms are pretty scary. Sandworms, there's a the part, giant snake at one point. Uh, yeah. That's actually the part that took me out of the movie as a kid. I was like, was this sandworms? is really creepy. And then the sandworms and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. This is Tim Burton. It is funny right. though how like, I, I read, I, once again, we talked about this on, on the previous Tim Burton show on episode 77, but... I talked about how the original story was much, much darker. Okay. And how they kind of softened it up to turn it into what it is today. Like, they, one of the things, uh, I think it was Tim Burton wanted Sammy Davis Jr. as Beetlejuice originally. That would have been a totally different movie. Really? Uh, but this movie is one where, like I said, there's some horror elements, but still you're within the realm of comedy. But it's going to show you that, hey, you can have horror and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. My kids saw this one and they were terrified by one scene where a character uh, quickly, very quickly, pulls off their face to scare someone. Yeah. And they were terrified by that, but the rest of the movie, they were pretty much okay with it. Yeah, because they were just enjoying it. Yes. Uh, now, this one was also funny because it was intentionally made to look like a B-movie. Man, that's why it pulled you out, Jacob, because okay. they intentionally tried to make it look bad because they wanted that old B-movie look to a yeah. lot of these things. And this was the 10th highest grossing film of 1988. And wow. It won the Academy Award for, for Best Makeup. So this is Academy Award winning Beetlejuice is my recommendation. Mm. All right, fantastic. That's a good recommendation. And now to Kent's Let's Hostel. go dark. <laughs> From 1990, we have Misery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Joel, I, I did send you this list before we did the show. You did, but I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Misery. You know what I was like, misery hey, Joel, what do you think about Misery? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> it was more like, yeah, sounds good, Kent. I, I missed the tone in text. That is so, a disturbing movie. After a famous author is rescued from a car crash by a fan of his novels, he comes to realize that the care he is receiving is only the beginning of a nightmare of captivity. What happens if we have a bacon sale retreat and then we are If we find kidnapped. a listener. <laughs> you find the listener. Hey, gosh. the listener, please don't ever do this. Please Please don't. <laughs> Speaking right to you. And so, look, Misery, it's a harsh movie, but I want to get to, this would be my genre for creeper status. Annie Wilkes is, she, I mean, so Kathy Bates plays Annie Wilkes, mm-hmm. who is this caretaker. I'm your number one fan. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> cheesy. Such a cock And it feels so, line. it's so sincere. It's terrifying. Well, this was one, okay, so you've gone, I mean, Jaws is more realism. Uh, quiet place, little Sci-fi. out there. Yeah. Uh, what was your one? Bo- Night of Living Dead. Night, Night of Living Dead. Dead little out Zombie there. Origins. This is more realism again. This is realism on this. Because this is just what. But I want to go with the pe- the scary people vibe on this. Right, right. Which is fine. But you guys are jumping genres really well, so we're covering yes. a wide base yeah. here. And Stephen King. I think yeah. there does need to be an intro to Stephen King. And sadly, it is with a movie with a horrific scene. Oh. 
But it I is, saw it as honestly, a child. I can still picture it if I close my eyes. And honestly, did you see that as a child? You, you close this your is eyes. how I did things. But the, and the reason I think this is a good gateway, and I know that sounds weird, is because people are going to watch this movie and feel the suspense like no other, and they are going to think, they're going to strategize, how would I get out of that situation? Yeah. And so when you see James Caan try to get away, you're like, no, 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 don't go yet. And you're, you're cheering him on. Mm-hmm. And but then you feel hopeless. About, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole point is that this woman's just holding this guy captive. Yes, because she's such a big fan, right? And it's horrifying because she she loves him, quote unquote. Yeah, but she's also torturing him. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. Yeah, and, and so scary. Her kid. role. I may have cried as a child when I saw you, a particular scene. I was really young when I saw it. Yeah, it was like deeply disturbing. I feel like it's a bit dated now. This is in 1990. Remember, it's a oh, Stephen yeah. King adaptation. Is it, it probably is really cheesy now, right? It's a little bit cheesy, but Kathy Bates still holds up quite yeah. a bit. Uh, and I really just think it's like, there's no ghouls or ghosts. It's just a story about a crazy just person. just Kathy Bates. It's but, just, but here's <laughs> the thing. Kathy Bates. In regards to content, uh, there is some disturbing injuries, yes. shall we say. And that's, that's what I've been implying, yes. Yeah, and so that's the thing is like, if that's not your thing, be aware that's what it is there. Because, well, here's the other thing I wanted to bring up is that people are scared by different things. Some mm-hmm. people won't be scared by the supernatural, so this would be their kind of a movie. Totally. It, this it's, is it's grounded funny. in realism. Tell me what you guys think, but I'm more afraid of the supernatural than I am crazy people, which for like rational people out there, they're afraid of stalkers and killers and real people, yeah. not what goes bump in the night. Exactly. But I am a what goes bump in the night scaredy cat. Yeah. Uh, Rob Reiner directed this one, which yeah, I found kind of interesting. This bride director, and the whole time he was uh, directing, he was like, "I need to make an Alfred Hitchcock movie." And then he keep talking to himself, like on the set, and he'd be like, "Like, who do you think you were, Alfred Hitchcock?" Because he knew he couldn't. Mm-hmm. But this is the closest representation of what he was trying to do. Interesting. Yeah, and this movie's very effective. <laughs> but I had to pick a Stephen King one. I had to pick a creepy person one. This is it. Misery. Good choice. And for the softball. Mine's Love's Company. <laughs> uh, is that a movie? That should be a movie. Uh, no, actually, Jacob, you brought up Evil Dead 2 earlier. <gasps> I'm not doing that because uh, that's deep end kind of stuff. I'm giving them Army of Darkness, 1993. Oh, okay. Which isn't deep end? No, because here's the thing. That is camp, so though. That e- is deep it, end oh, camp. Oh, it's, camp- it's campy. But here's the thing. Evil Dead 1. That's more camp Original Evil take. Dead is a little too dark for my taste. In an actual horror film. Yes. Evil Dead 2 is a little more goofy, and I liked that one better, but still pretty... I love it. I pretty love it grisly. So much. Yeah. Uh, listener, if you haven't seen Evil Dead 2, go and watch it, and then share it with someone who has no, no. not seen it. Not, yes. this because is not you gateway. will shock them. Not the gateway people. I think it's gateway. No, Evil Dead 2? For sure. No. I mean, if Army of Darkness is definitely the gateway out of the three. Because there's those three movies. You make you make a good point. So the lady in the basement, the, the mom in the oh basement. That's not gosh. gateway. That's not, it's not it? gateway. <laughs> but it's the so eyeball shocking. flying into it the feels, mouth. It feels like harmless, though. Don't yeah. scare them. Uh, so the synopsis of Army of Darkness. A man is accidentally transported to 1300 AD where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. Give me some sugar, Directed baby. by Sam Raimi, who did Evil Dead, Dragman Hill, Spider-Man, and Darkman. Yes, mm-hmm. I brought up Darkman Yes, you did, because you love it. I used to love it so much as a kid. Yeah. But uh, starring Bruce Campbell and other people. All you need to know about is Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. So this movie's only 81 minutes long because apparently they had the full version. They submitted to the MPA and they said, we're making this NC-17 because there was a scene where uh, Deadite gets what? killed that was pretty horrific, apparently. So they cut that out and they still gave him a, a PG, an R rating. Like the, well, Universal wanted the PG-13 rating. Sammy cut some stuff out. They gave him an R rating. And then the studio ended up going in and like snipping out even more. So it ended up 81 minutes. It's not still 81 minutes, is it? There's a director's. There's an international cut, which is 89 minutes, I believe. I feel like I've seen that one because I saw a scene where it's just blood 
coming out of this this pit that it was a ton it might of have blood. been the international version okay good because so, <laughs> well and here's the thing so it, it's r-rated but if you can find it edited that's great uh, it's a little. It's, it's almost a cartoon. Clearplay has it, but it is. It's it's yeah. campy cartoon. Well, that's kind of what Evil Dead Two is as well. But it's a. It's, it's a just little, disturbing. There's, so there's some cartoon. blood, a little bit of gore. Uh, there's some. There's very little language actually. But it's like a, a kid show. It's Army pretty of Darkness. Famous. It's like Jason and the Argonauts. Yes. But just kind of amped up a bit. So this one, they, they give a recap of what happened before, so you don't feel too lost. But it's all kind of this guy from the present, quote unquote, being sent back to the past. And then trying to deal with these people who don't know anything about technology or, or boomsticks or anything like that. Also kind of, a yes. chainsaw or a hand. A chainsaw or a hand. But it's so ridiculous that you're like, this is kind of funny. But there's some dark and scary parts in this. Yeah. Involving the ne- Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. But it never crosses the line of terror. It always stays in fun, scary. It's horror adventure. Yes. Yeah. I left a lot in Evil Dead 2, though. Like, if for me, it felt like... No, it, look, if you're going to start... But you laughed a lot in Hostel, too. <laughs> I've never blah, seen blah, Hostel. Blah, blah. <laughs> I like putting meat hooks in people. <laughs> if you're... Oh, I hope you quote yourself saying that. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're complete, if you're a completist, you're going to have to watch all the Evil Deads, but definitely Evil Dead, too. But if you're going for I the started gateway, backwards. this would be the best gateway. I started with Army of Darkness and then went back and watched Well, like one, I said before, it's I a kid two. show with, like, a horror, like... Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't trimming, say I wouldn't know? say kids show. Yeah, it feels kind of like a kids it's show. Juvenile, yes, kid yeah. with little okay, tiny okay, ashes juvenile. running around. Like yeah, you know? that's it's the juvenile tween. humor, but it's not kid. Yeah. Like this is tween-y. not what I'm going to show my kids for a little it's while. Like, mm-hmm. I hate that you called it's Army of Darkness tweeny. Yeah, that's perfect. Too. Give it some respect. Uh-huh. It's a gateway horror movie. All right, back to you, Kent. I'm going to bring it back a little bit because I do want to talk about a certain director, but I'm going to call out specifically one movie and maybe another one, but. M. Night Shyamalan's The Sixth Sense from 1999. Now, see, that's a good gateway horror movie. Is it too scary, though? You tell me. No, it's scary, but it's it's got... It's like you're scared, but you're on a comfortable cushion the whole time. That's what I'm implying this entire thing is, though, is you watch it from your couch in a nice soft blanket, hopefully with someone you care about, and you don't get scared of these experiences. Or someone that's afraid while you're not afraid. Yes, you you precisely. Bring, you bring up a very good point because almost any M. Night Shyamalan movie is a gateway horror movie. Yes. Unless you get into like The Happening, for example, which is just straight up. It's, which is meant to horror. be a horror film. And it's just not. But it's not. Yeah. Uh, but so I, like, for example, I mentioned A Quiet Place because Signs could have taken that spot anyway. So yeah, I, thought, I was surprised you didn't say Signs instead of but, but I'm kind of Sixth Sense. I'm kind of compiling it here because The Sixth Sense, obviously his first major movie, mm-hmm. just made such an impact. And the synopsis, a boy who communicates with ghosts, right? Yeah. And he's traveling with the psychologist. So here's the thing, though. The reason it's not so scary and it's a good gateway, the ghosts, even though they're little, they've got scars or markings, they're not horrific. They're not demons. No. Even if you see, and this is kind, this is a scary scene because it jumps out at you, there are bodies hanging at one point yeah. and the camera pans over. That's what but, I was thinking of when but you they are, mentioned it. Yeah, because that's a they, scary scene. They are still just, well, people hanging there. It's not like they're staring and being like, we're coming right. to get you. No, I feel like... Even during the this is gonna sound weird. Even Go during ahead, the scares, October. even during the scares of this movie, I feel like M Night Shyamalan's kind of just like holding you, saying it's gonna be okay. You can get well, through this. It's gonna be okay. I don't even think it's M Night Shyamalan. So the character of Cole, do you Cole want M Night Shyamalan doing that? That's the question. <laughs> yeah. I used to until he made Lady <laughs> in the Water. 
But <laughs> the character of Cole, who is the, the young boy, he's so mature. Billy Joe Osment. Yeah, he's so mature in this movie that he's he's not even an anchor point. You don't feel for him or, or with him. He almost supports you through this movie because, yeah, he may get scared. He may run to the bathroom and hurry and run back. Or, you know, he may see something in a oh, tent. God. He's such... You weird. just gave me chills. He's but such a sympathetic character. He's, such a, he's a good yeah. guy. He is a great guide is. to this spirit world. And right. so he almost makes you feel better. Thanks to the writing of M. Night Shyamalan. So... Yeah. Signs is honestly the first go-to that I will have someone watch if they don't watch anything. With signs, right? like, uh, okay, so this is just me. Because there's, all, there's a I happy feel like, ending. I feel like ghosts may be a little more scary to people because that's what if. Yeah. What if it's real? What mm-hmm. if there really are ghosts? What if, you know, people, a lot of people believe in the supernatural and spirits and things like that. Whereas aliens feel a step away from that just because a lot of people haven't had yes. alien encounters. And then generally it's jump scares, right? If yeah. it's aliens, it's jump scares. And I feel like that's why Signs is a little less scary it, than Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about aliens now? Because yeah. that could work. Not the movie Aliens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, that is not I Gateway. actually almost chose Alien. That is not Yeah, Gateway. I wondered if that was Anytime happen. something is bursting forth from your chest, it's not Gateway. It's it, body but it, horror. But it's a sci-fi movie <laughs> that all of a sudden becomes a horror and you didn't even expect it. Yeah. That's what's so great about that's it. What, yeah, that you, is you what don't works. do that with Gateway horror. You don't say, hey, here's something safe. Oh, chest burster. Yeah, but then be like, did you know we're going to go upside down on this roller coaster? And you survive. And then they don't want to yeah, go on a roller true. coaster. They will never trust you again. They will because they'll say, man, I peed a little, but I had the time of my life. <laughs> but the sixth uh, sense would be my choice. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Now uh, we're going with a the theme here on our number two picks because uh, Kent chose M. Night Shyamalan as kind of a blanket statement mm-hmm. yeah. for gateway horror. I am choosing Alfred Hitchcock. Perfect. As a gateway horror. Ooh, what did you choose? Specifically Rear Window. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I feel like Rear Window, this is my reality bound uh, pick. Okay. And the where, Creeper one as well. Yes. And we talked about this when we did uh, our uh, well, that Hitchcock was just, show. That was last year. What was that? It was episode 175. The men who too much, the men who knew too much about about Alfred Hitchcock or awesome. about Hitchcock. So the, the synopsis of this is a wheelchair bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his apartment window and becomes convinced one of them has committed murder. This stars James Stewart and Grace Kelly and Raymond Burr, Thelma Ritter. There's a lot of good actors in this one. The reason I think this works and this is why it's a little lower on my list is because it is intense. There are parts in this movie when your palms will sweat. It's just such a quiet suspense though. Yeah. Uh, Which is why it's so cool. This Mm -hmm. is not, uh, there's some intense beats where there's no blood, no gore, some allusions to death and some threats, some scary scenes. But this is one that isn't trying to shock you with blood or scares or, or things like that. This is one that makes you feel suspense and in a way that I don't think many directors can do. Here's what he does so well is he, he gives a cast to James Stewart, right? Yeah. He makes him immobile. And yes. so because you relate to James Stewart so much yeah, and you are stuck there in the chair. Is it James now? It's is Jimmy, that... but James Stewart. Yeah, uh, Jimmy's fine. And Jimmy's <laughs> fine. But you feel for his character. He's your anchor point. You are stuck in that chair as well. Yeah. And when you've been spying on your neighbors and you get caught that way, it's going to go poorly. Well, it, and okay. so you can't move either. So here's the thing. It's almost too intense at times. Well, that's just it. Like we're getting to the more intense thing, but this is still gateway horror because... You okay? I think everyone's had that experience of maybe you're looking at someone and they look back and catch you looking at them, and you're like, "Oh, what? Oh, it's that weird kind of yeah. uh oh mm-hmm. feeling." And I think this is kind of just playing on that fear that everyone has felt, and that's why it makes it so relatable. But it's not going to. Once you turn off this movie, you're not going to feel scared. There's nothing in this movie that will continue to haunt you. In maybe a little paranoid of, about your neighbors. Maybe a little bit. Still, this is yeah. a safe movie to watch. I mean, it's second only to Disturbia. 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> I forgot that movie even existed. Yeah. I think most people did. Uh, in case you don't know, uh, Disturbia was a 2007 movie with Shia LaBeouf that was basically the teen bop version. Instead of, of a broken leg, he had a... Uh, the ankle monitor. Yeah, yeah, ankle monitor. But it's, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a kid's bop version of uh, Rear kids Window. Kid's bop. But honestly, you could, you could look at, like I said, listen to our Alfred Hitchcock episode 175 from last year. But you could watch, you could watch Psycho as a gateway horror movie, but it's a little intense. Uh, Vertigo is another good one that you could watch. There's a ton of Alfred Hitchcock movies that you can watch because like M. Night Shyamalan, it's about suspense, not horror. So you yeah. get scared by what could happen rather than what actually happens. Yes. Well, I would have to say I love that choice, Joel, by the way. Thank you. And But it, it does feel more suspense to me than horror. Like Psycho definitely feels on the horror side. Exactly. But I feel like suspense is the gateway to horror. Like basically the... Uh, Are you sure the, it's not a gateway to the gateway? No, it's it's the gateway. See, like it's the it's path, like the leading, path in. leading up to the gate. Yeah. If it, yeah, I I think the choice is great. I do think Psycho is scary because it will make you fear showers for the rest of your life. Well, right. If, or I feel like many I feel like, motels. I feel like there's some elements of Psycho. Like I think I actually would love to show it to uh, a gateway your kids. person. What? My kids are going to see it very soon. But that's like <gasps> a little bit. Well, not, how soon? I shouldn't say soon. Like I next have, week. My older kids will probably see it in next year or the year after that. Oh. I have a whole map planned out. Okay. Okay. But I feel like Psycho, there's a lot more horror elements yeah, terrifying elements, whereas Rear Window kind of gives you that cushion at the end of mm-hmm. like, I, things I, are going to be okay. I feel like the I'd have people watch these concurrently because if they're an adult, they can handle both Psycho and, they should, and yeah. Rear but Window it, and at the it's, same it's true, time. It's true. And if I had to pick... My, my favorite Hitchcock movie I said before is Psycho. Yeah. And I think you could pick that one. It'd be fine. But yes. in regard to like when I was saying Gateway, let's yeah. not get too bloody. Let's not get too gory. Right, here's, but here's if someone's nice in their thirties, like you can handle Psycho. No, I've shown Psycho to a couple of people. Says the guy who says, so, "Watch Misery." Yes, well, no, people Do. people have it really built up in their minds. They're like, "Oh no, 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 I can't, ex- I can't take that really extreme stuff." And I'm like, "This is 1960. Like, it's yeah. it's really not." One of my favorite moments, and I think I said this on you've the, seen on the episode the of TV. Show. It was yeah, more exactly. Intense. Oh yeah, if you watch CSI, you're totally ready for this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I one of my favorite experiences, and I think I said this on the Hitchcock show, was that I got to show this to my uh, sister-in-law who'd never seen it before and knew nothing about it. Yeah, and I got to watch awesome. her reaction to all the twists. And I was like, cool. this is so that's much fun. Awesome. And I yeah. want to do that with my kids as well. But yeah. I showed Sixth Sense to my uh, niece one, a few years ago. They had no idea what was going yeah. on. It's fun. I see dead people. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're still scared, huh? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm taking a major leap on this next one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys thought I was, like, being pretty hardcore before. Uh-oh. And you, neither of you have seen this movie. I want to play a game. It's the new Saw. It's not out yet. <laughs> it's a real hipster choice. No, this movie is new. I'm totally And intrigued. honestly, as far as quality goes... Newer and, than Quiet Place? Yeah, because the quality is lower than any movie on this list, it actually makes it more of a Uh-oh. gateway movie. It's scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh. Okay. A group of teens face their fears in order to save their lives. It's not even out yet. Not streaming. Not, yeah, it's yeah. not streaming yet. It's It's been in theaters for about just two months. We dated our episode, Jacob. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> People in 2025 are going to think we're so old-fashioned. And so let me describe, let me paint the picture for you guys. So it's it's in a mansion at the edge of town. There's a young girl with horrible secrets that turned her tortured life into a series of scary stories. Written in a book that is transcendent time. The stories become all too real for a group of teenagers who discover this terrifying tome. And so I'm going to explain why it's This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This is a scary movie. It really... This is the white... You're the only one in this room who's seen it. This is the white roller... You saw it? You did? Oh, you have. Okay. How did I miss that? I did not see it. This is the white roller coaster 
if we're going with we're our going things. This analogy. is the middle range, but I'm still calling it a gateway because it's a teeny bopper horror film. It is. And so it's a good introduction to the haunted artifact trope, haunted house trope. There is great creature design, and the creature design is the scariest part of the movie. But then it cuts away to remove the gore because it is PG-13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even though you can imagine what happened, it will cut away almost to the point of disappointment. <laughs> uh, for me, anyways. And so it does, at the end, it leaves you feeling just Kids fine. It's like, blah, 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 I want more gore. Blah, I want blah, 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 more blood. Uh, is that Winnie the Pooh? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so, and Jake, you're going to agree with this. The end is so forgettable because it falls mm-hmm. into the scary movie uh, PG-13 ending tropes that newcomers won't even be mad at the end. Like, mm-hmm. they'll just be like, oh, okay, that was another PG-13 scary movie, like The Grudge 2, basically. Like, oh, it's, it's that don't, impactful. Don't lump all PG-13 horror movies with The Grudge 2. Do you Remember, like how Quiet Grudge Place too? Is, is PG-13. But, you know, this is a more intense roller coaster than what I mentioned, but it also introduces you into anthology stories. Yes, it, it's about a group of, of characters, but there's so many stories in this movie that it, it makes you feel like you're watching many movies in one. Okay. And so I feel like it introduces so many elements, haunted houses, haunted artifacts, and anthologies, which is such a great starting point, even though the quality is less than any movie on my list. But I will tell you this, I did get scared of one character in this movie, and it that night I got really scared. And, and I've told this and story it was when before. when you looked in the mirror and saw yourself. It, it was me, and yeah. And you'd become. And I had a red dot on my face. Ooh. But it's a pimple. It's a pimple. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the pale lady. Uh, Pale lady. Absolutely terrifying. Looks like she wants to give you a hug. Do you want a hug? The creature design is scary, but then it kind of becomes jump scares, which are earned, Mm. but they're still just jump scares. I just wish people wouldn't rely on jump scares so much in modern horror movies. Yes, honestly. I miss miss the old ambient horror. Joel, for you, I think you're going to enjoy everything but the end. You're going to enjoy this. Yeah, you'll like this Your older kids will be watching this in two years. You think so? Oh, less probably. This, This before Psycho. Mm. No, probably not. No, really. The big toe. I don't Harold. Eh. The, the jangly man. The this thing is okay. Jacob, okay. The thing that's funny is I have. There's a pretty serious. I've been pretty good about guessing. Too, what, I've been pretty good at guessing what will scare my kids and what won't scare my kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I guess completely wrong though. Like, mm. oh, this will be fine. They watch it. They're like, no, dad, no. Yeah, but that's another show for another time. And yeah. You're like, you will sit there and watch this horror movie. So my number one is probably the most intense one on my list, but it's number still one. My, my number one pick for this, but it is the one when people say gateway horror movie. This is my number one that I think of, and it's actually. My, one of my favorite movies of all time. Not even like saying that hyperbole. It's up there as possibly my number one. Oh. Maybe my number two. Number one movie of all time. Or number two. Probably. It's up I there. know what it is. It's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So I was really waiting for the spoof to oh, answer no, no, there. No, no. Shaun of the you Dead. You joke about this. <laughs> I, I hate the synopsis they wrote. A man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse. So dumb. It's a terrible explanation. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ed- Edgar Wright, who did uh, basically everything Kent loves. Mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, Baby Driver, Scott Pilgrim. Starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. This came out in 2004 uh, on a budget of $6.1 million. Unbelievable. It made $30 million. So it made like five times its budget. It became a huge hit. Now, this one is R-rated. Uh, I own the edited copy uh, from back in the Clean Flicks days, mm-hmm. but they have it on Clear Play. I think they have it on Vigil too. But uh, because this has blood, gore, uh, language, no sex or nudity, um, but this is one where it's it's intense. Like they're making fun of the zombie genre, yes, but they are also in the zombie zombie genre. So there's some pretty horrific. It is crazy because it's a comedy first. I would say, yeah, oh totally. Comedy is a buddy comedy, a character building comedy. Also and then, British comedy. Yes, yeah, British well, comedy. Very British. Yes. But then it, it gets bloody. And well, you're like, well, I remember what I was watching. And that's what the, like, the whole movie is essentially a an experiment in gateway horror. Mm-hmm. Where you start out and things are normal 
and then it gets a little weirder and it gets a little weirder and by the end you're watching a full-blown horror movie and then it still gives you this kind of cushion of like it's gonna be okay in yeah. a goofy kind of way yes and if, why i think this works is because it's a romantic comedy it is literally a romantic mm. comedy. Yeah, it is. There just it? happens to be zombies in it. Just say it. Just say it. You know you want it's to. A rom, it's, 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 it's like a, a rom-com. Zom-rom-com. A zombie romantic comedy. Zom-rom-com. It's also kind of like a bromance as well. Oh, yeah, oh totally. Yeah. More than the romantic comedy stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And, but this is a movie that I feel like... I, I've shown this to many people uh, who have said they don't like horror movies or they're not fans of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And they walked away going... I actually really enjoyed that. I'm like, I knew you would. Hold on. Do you judge people if they don't like this movie? Only a couple of them. <laughs> Only a couple of people? Well, no, that's I like, would harshly most, judge people no, if most, they didn't like it. Most this people movie. that I've shown this movie like it. One person I, I can think of right now that didn't like it. Who? They're, Give I'm, me their name. I'm not giving you their name. Right now, Joel. <laughs> but he or she is just not into many movies at all. It's a she. And I didn't say that. But yeah, so this one is one I think is just a crowd pleaser because you're going to get laughs, but you're also going to get you get emotion, you get horror. This movie is so much fun and it probably is. The, okay, when I say it's my favorite movie of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time, it's, it bounced between this one and a couple other ones, but this is generally in the top three. Uh, it's because it could be because of my horror background that I loved the zombie genre. And when I watch this one, it plays on there's so many references to other movies and they play on the tropes and others I, may not like it as much. I'm going to help you double down. This movie is so clever. So many callbacks throughout this movie. Things that are shown at the beginning and then pulled back at the end, right? Full circle. This movie will make you smarter. I kid you not. Make you smarter? It will make you understand film better, editing better, and make you understand humor better. Wow. Truthfully. I could do a YouTube series on this. This is a fantastic movie. Coming out in 2020. And this was Edgar Wright's first feature film. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. Come out of the gate with this kind of thing. He was doing TV before, but yeah, this with is, the same uh, group of characters. He, he basically, which, well, not characters. Basically, they were actors. making this TV show called Spaced, and they said there was you an need episode. To watch that, by and the, way. yeah. There's an episode called Art where they yeah. How have you not watched that? Ah, I need to find it edited on this. Mm. But they uh, they did this episode about a zombie apocalypse, and they said, "Hey, this was a lot of fun. What if we turn this into a movie?" Mm-hmm. They brought along the same characters from the TV show into the movie, and it was a huge success. It made it right into a uh, a list director. Thank goodness. So yeah, this is one that I, I recommend to a lot of people. It's it's an amazing film. It's so much fun. Shaun of the Dead. You should see it. Yes. All okay, right. Number so one for our final pick. Uh, this is the, wait, wait. Did you do your number one? That was my number one for uh, scary stories. Scary stories. Oh. Our combined choice is it's unusual. It's unusual, which is why we and it's it's a TV episode. We're gonna start with that, and it's the least, well, maybe not the least scary, but it's not as scary as some of our other choices. And we've talked about it, and that's why we're the, gonna talk about it. It's certainly not before. the least scary, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this is we talked about this before actually on Bacon Cell episode twenty five mm-hmm. on why Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, before you turn off the episode, don't turn off the episode. This we're, is where we said to start watching Doctor Who. This was the standalone episode that we said watch this one. The episode is called Blink Blink. And it's so, uh, season three, episode 10. So I'll read the synopsis. Sally Sparrow receives a cryptic message from the doctor about a mysterious new enemy species that is after the TARDIS. That sounds confusing. Basically, it's about a girl that goes to a haunted house, sees a message written on the wall. For her. For her, written in the past, and there are malicious statues centering around her. Creepy, creepy statues that move when you're not looking they at call them. They call them the weeping angels. And this is one, I mean, Carrie Mulligan it was a, she was not a household name back then. No, 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 no. But uh, she plays kind of the every woman. Is where, she now, though? Yeah. It um, seemed like she was, and then she wasn't. She again. does indie movies mostly at this yeah. point. <clears throat> but the thing is, like. So she, my favorite. Who's she, she, who she married this, to, Kent? Oh, some dude from an indie band. Lumineers. 
Mumford and Sons. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, but this movie, the, uh, or this show, I should say, this episode, I mean, it's only 45 minutes of your time. If you're not into horror, just watch this. But the fun thing it's about it satisfying. is that Carrie Mulligan is the everywoman who's there to explain the story to you so you don't have to watch any other Doctor Who episodes. Doctor Who's in it for about, well, he, he shows up for about two and a half minutes. Maybe. Yes. Well, kind of. But then this is also one where it's like, it's horror. It's scary, but it's also very safe horror because... But hold on, is it? Well, okay, so... Because I feel this takes something so standard that you can see in any city and gives it character, gives it horrific yeah, it elements. It is, but at the same time, the threat of death is low in this movie. The body count yep. is very low. The threat of death is very low. In fact, it's the rules safe, of these monsters is they don't not necessarily scary, cure it, honestly. No, yeah. but it's just the imagery of them is scary, and it's just a fun ride. Now, I thought this... Man, I'm getting into the episode already. Sorry. But I thought this was, my kids are ready for this one. Yeah. And I found out this is a little more advanced than kids. It's effective. Like they were. Now, when yeah. you look out... When she looks out the window and the angels are there before and then they're not there... Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh. Or when the angels then, finally reveal their face. And, and it actually has a very nice, like, happy ending. And then... There's a message at the end. And I'm kind of getting chills from this basic TV episode. There's a warning. And they show uh, like little scenes of statues from around the world. And Basically they say, saying, Don't watch out. Blink. Watch out for these creatures. Because if you blink, they will move. Blink and you're dead. Yeah. I. It's great. And it really is, I think, we, we give it number one, I think, because it's the easiest investment it will, with how short it is. Yeah, 45 minutes. Right. Uh, also because it's not overly scary. Yeah. But it's fun. It's also a double whammy because it's a, it's a gateway to horror and a gateway to Doctor Who. Well, where do they find this, though? How do they watch it? Say Netflix. Netflix. It's not on Netflix C- anymore. Oh, they took it off? I believe Amazon it's on Prime. Hulu. Yeah, I think it's on Maybe Amazon. Maybe on Amazon Prime. But so season, Hulu. episode number. And also, yeah, we should season know where three. so we can say this is where you go watch. Season three, episode 10 is where, you, uh, where you're going to find it. And I'm looking up right and now. And just stop there. Like we've said, you know, if you're going to watch Doctor Who after this, don't start the very next episode. Just watch this one and then reach out to us and we'll let you know where to go from there. Or yeah. you can listen to our episode. But oh, yeah. this yeah. is such a great example from a weird sci-fi series. Yeah. Super outdated, low-budget British series. But man, this is effective. This was the first Doctor Who I watched. Good. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was your recommendation, Joel. I think I may have recommended it to you too. Yeah. Like five years ago, we were so young then. <laughs> <laughs> so young. Yes. So naive. But yes, this is one, and, and Ken and I didn't pick this as like the number one best Scariest ever. You or should whatever. watch this yeah. to get into horror movie. It was one we both just agreed on. It we may like, just be, horror yeah, it may even be sense. like one of my first choices to be like, look, I know you don't want to waste time on a two-hour movie, so oh, yeah. here's a totally on Amazon Prime. episode. Amazon Prime, great. So, so Amazon yeah. Prime, season three, episode ten. Yeah. So look, if we left something out, and we know we did because we thought about this oh. list. Hold on. So long. On Amazon Prime, it actually, like, it's season three, episode 10, but for some reason on Amazon Prime, it's showing as episode 11. Okay. But yeah, Blink. Just look for the title, Blink. So we spent way too long preparing this list, and we left a lot off the list. Gosh, uh, we so will many. be doing a list. I, we've mentioned, like, how to start your kids with horror. That episode will come at another time, possibly next year. Well, we do have a patron benefit that uh, we made last year yeah. that we can resurrect right now and, and will for October. And that is a list of bacon sale approved horror movies. Uh, yeah. Do we call them horror or is it just Halloween? I think, I think maybe Halloween. I mean, we'll tomato, tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, we have a giant list there. If you're a patron, you you can go on and see everything that we recommend and who recommended it, or if all three of us did, which yeah. is which is when you know you can watch it. So and definitely give us any any choices that we left out. Like I feel like we've seen most scary movies. Yeah, 
but we're finding that we haven't. And so if there's something that you're like, hey, you missed this, either we're saving it for another show or just barely missed the list. Yeah, so let us know what you think uh, good gateway horror movies uh, are. Like, what are and ones you us, show to your friends to introduce them to let horror? Let us know if this inspires you to watch any of these you hadn't seen before. Yeah, can, I'd love you to run know through, that. can you run through your six real quick again? Yeah, my six are Jaws, A Quiet Place, Night of the Living Dead, Misery, The Sixth Sense, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And then we ended with, with Blink. With Blink. That's a fun Saturday night right there. Yeah, you? exactly. Uh, and mine were Clue, Dracula, the 1931 version, Beetlejuice. Army of Darkness, Rear Window, and Shaun of the Dead. So good. So there's your list. If you just love, if you if you wanted to get in horror and didn't know where to start, or if you're not a fan of horror and want to trust us, give these movies a shot and watch all these before next week because we're gonna do way more Halloween shows, <laughs> and now you're gonna love horror as much as we do. Yeah, exactly. Before we go though, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, specifically our I Am the Listener tier, which includes Adrian Gray, Stephen Ross, A More Civilized Podcast, Terry Finlay, Greg's Guide to New Music Podcast, and Josher. And then we have our Bacon Council, including Matt Smudro, Ryan Farron, Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Hill, and Reverse Listener. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, being our patrons. Even if we didn't mention your name, we appreciate you. Thank you for being a patron of Bacon Sale. And thank you for listening to Bacon Sale. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter one day, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Probably Saturday never. at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, but find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash bacon sale, and go check out our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, blah, 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 this whole thing was about horror movies and the whole month's going to be about horror and Halloween, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Halloween! Ambiance, am I right? Three candles? It'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun. Trust us. It'll be fun. It won't be weird at all. This Joke homeless guy chased me across three blocks. That's every day. Banging pans together. No, he uh, has pans now? <laughs> or pants? <laughs> Banging <laughs> pans, pans together. <laughs> yeah. Did so, you say white people like women? All the single women? All the single women. I'm brave in a virtual reality simulation. Maybe they're just saying no to you so that they don't have to worry about the cuddle effect. (laughs) This is how comedian copes. I did, Joey. What? Yeah, I was terrified. I may have wet myself. Can I go home now? Oh, man, he got stabbed right through the guts. That sucks. Oh, my Demogorgon. I'm so scary looking at my long nails. Oh, my Demogorgon, blah, blah, blah. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Yes. There this is movie, no chill. This, so why not kill two swimmers with one bite? <laughs> See what I you did there? You wrote that down, didn't yeah, you? I did. <laughs> what Twitter account are you following? Shark attacks, obviously. You won't be running up the stairs at night thinking that a shark is behind you. Um, unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, Tim Curry, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm John Krasinski. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Turn on the subtitles. I'll kill you as soon as I hear you. Aren't you scared of my big open face? Biting, like kind of, kind of get the idea of biting. But there's no actual biting. Only the idea of biting is present in this movie. Yes. <laughs>
Blah, blah, Dracula. It's got a song, blah, blah. Like children of the night, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Nina, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Let me in, please. Poor sick Jake. I've never blah, seen blah, this blah. <laughs> I like putting meat hooks in people. Wow, tweeny. Like mm -hmm. I hate that you called it's Army of Darkness tweeny. Yeah, that's perfect. Two. Give it some respect. Hey, here's something safe. Oh, chest burster. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I want more going. I want <laughs> more blood. People in 2025 are going to think we're so old fashioned. I peed a Show little. Show them signs. But I had the time of my life. <laughs>